Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GVC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple. To love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. Don't run from God. No more lack. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm with you again. <laughs> As of last night, I'm here tonight. <laughs> We're on it. <laughs> so it'll be a good night. So let's pray real quick and then we'll get it. I got like 30 minutes, a little bit, a few minutes longer. So we got to do this quick. You must not like to hear me talk. Because <laughs> it's always like, hurry up, get it done. <laughs> Father, we just thank you for tonight. I thank you, Lord, for the word of God. Thank you that you're opening the eyes of our understanding, that as we hear the word, it penetrates our very hearts and brings about change in our life. We thank you for the same spirit of faith that's on the inside of us and that we walk it out. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Glory to God. <laughs> I found myself saying that a lot lately in my car, just whenever. I didn't say that all the time before. I would just be like, hallelujah, glory to God. But now there's something with it. It's coming from my spirit. And I found that if I say it more, like I'll just start out like, glory to God, glory to God. But then I, if I just keep saying it, something goes off on the inside of me. And it's, by the end, I'm like, glory to God. You know, I'm like, hallelujah. And all it is is I'm thanking God. I'm rejoicing because it is happening now. And so we're seeing it. We're seeing it. And so we are not those that draw back. We are not those that are in fear. We're out on the line saying God's going to do it. Praise the Lord. So I can't wait until we can be up here. I feel like we can already be up here and say it, but we just got to wait till it all pans goes through and it is done and we can say praise the Lord (laughs) and so at the end we may rejoice just a little bit because that's how faith happens we believe the word we speak the word we have prayed for this day so there's prayers behind it backing it up pushing it forward pushing it and causing it to happen and so then our our praise is Praise and thanks is like the highest form of prayer. So it's still prayer. But as we praise and thank God, it's happening now. And we believe it. And so we'll do that at the end, maybe just for a little bit. And it'll be good. So I just have a message. I just have. I have a message tonight about faith. And so, um, you know, we are believing God for our church But you in your own life are believing God for things. And when opposition comes, a lot of times it's like, well, what do I do now? Or it tends to defeat you or make you step back and maybe not believe the word as much as you did. And so we're just going to, I just have a few scriptures. We're going to walk through this and we're just going to stir ourselves up on faith, on faith what faith is, how to believe God, how to press through and get the victory. So it'll be good. 
I'm excited. <laughs> and so we're going to turn over to Mark chapter 11 is where we're going to start. But one of the most important things that every single believer must learn in their life of faith is how to answer opposition. As long as there's a devil in this world, and there still is, you will have opposition. And lots of it. Some more than others. Because <laughs> some of you are more of a threat than others, maybe, <laughs> to the devil, and he don't like it. I tell pastor that you must be a really big threat. <laughs> like when people come, we, we just had, you know, people come and they're like, you know what, la, 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 la. You know, or they come against him or kind of like they're button heads with them. And I'm like, you know what, you just, you know, I don't know. I think the devil just has got your number. He's out for you. <laughs> because <laughs> they don't come to me like that. But, <laughs> you know, no. But there is, there's a big mark on his head, I'm sure, with the devil knows who he is, and he don't like it. But for many years, the devil's tried to stop this man of God. If we could, we could probably write a book, you know how people say, well, I could write a book, all the things that happen. We could probably write a book by now <laughs> for 20-some years of ministry and all the opposition that has come against, even our very own finances, even our very own marriage, even our kids, just the opposition that we've had to withstand, we're still here. So I think it's wonderful to be able to laugh in the devil's face and be like, who's still here? <laughs> we are, but you're not because you are leaving soon. <laughs> in fact, you're already gone. And so it's a good thing. So we will have opposition. So Mark chapter 11, it will start at verse 12. So this is one that you've probably heard pastor minister on, but it's really good. So now the next day, when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry. This is Jesus. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it because he's hungry. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. So, we'll stop right there. So, Jesus is hungry, and he sees a tree from afar off, and he goes to that tree to eat off of it. And there's nothing there. And then how it says, for it was not the season for the fruit to be on it. Have you ever found yourself in that time in your life? Maybe you're in that position right now. Something comes or you are in need of something right now. I need this in my life, my home, my, my job, whatever. I need money right now to pay this, to do this. And have you ever had to answer it like there's nothing? <laughs> there's no money. That thing that I need, it's not there. Well, Jesus didn't stop there. He said, in response, Jesus said to it, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard him using his authority and talking to it. So he didn't just walk past the tree and say, oh, you know, there's nothing there. He didn't keep going. No, he answered the nothing that was facing him. So his opposition 
in just a simplistic story, there was opposition. He, was, he needed food. He was hungry. I think everybody's probably been in that spot at some point in their life. That's, lack doesn't come from God. Lack comes from the enemy. And so he answered the opposition and he talked to it. So we keep on going in verse 13. So he found nothing there. Or verse 15, I mean. And they came to Jerusalem. Then Jesus went into the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold theirs. Let's, we're going to skip that portion. Let's go to verse 20. Now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Remember he spoke to it? And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to him, have faith in God. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he says will be done, he'll have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. Do we believe the word? We believe the word. So Jesus answered the opposition, and then he answers the disciples and says, I'll show you what it's like to have the God kind of faith, the faith of a believer in the word of God. But you can't have faith in the word if you don't hold the word at a high standard in your life. You know, when the Bible says over in Joshua to keep the word in front of your eyes day and night, so you're meditating on the word. It says day and night, day and night, day and night. Well, day and night, you have to consciously do that. If you're not someone that's like in the word all day long, like pastor... You got, or like a minister. <laughs> We're not in the Word all day long. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> That's what probably people think, you know, like all day. <laughs> that is what he, he needs to be doing, but there's other things that he has to do, obviously. <laughs> but, but when you're in the Word, you have to make an effort to be in the Word day and night. And I'm not talking about hours of the Word. It can be a scripture. Whatever you're standing and believing God to do in your life. And so, scriptures that I've been really uh, focusing on is things of God supplying our need. Having faith in God or on finances. And it has stirred me so much that if you said I'm, you're not in faith, I could argue with you for a long time. Because it's so full in me. And so, when it's in you day and night... It's visible because it's coming out of your mouth. And that is the God kind of faith. And that's the faith that Jesus had, had to have even as uh, a man. So notice Jesus needed something. Needs show up all the time in our life just like they did for him. Have you ever faced a need and your answer was nothing? But you had to answer it. And so let's turn over. Uh, to Matthew chapter 16. If you notice, Jesus, when he answered it, the lack or whatever that 
that was that was coming against him. When he answered it, he didn't sit there and meditate on the problem. He didn't meditate on it to see if it was going to come to pass or the word was going to work. He didn't let it hold him up. No, he, he kept going. He just kept going. And so when you go over to Matthew chapter 16... Verse 19. I'm trying to turn their pages and they're all sticking together. Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. This is Jesus speaking here and he says, And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. These keys that Jesus is giving you, that's your authority. So it's just like uh, if somebody came to you and they gave you the keys to their car. It's their car, but if they're giving you the keys, then guess what? You can drive the car. <laughs> I'm giving you the keys to my car, my brand new car, and now you can take it. Well, you can, you can go wherever you want. If I'm giving you that authority, I'm giving you the keys. So Jesus, Jesus did everything in the background, we could say. Jesus did all the work to get those keys. All power and authority is in those keys. And then he brought those keys and he gave them to you. And so you have proof right here. When the devil comes to oppose you or to resist you, to come against you or your life or your kids, you can say, oh, no, mm -mm. let me take you to the scriptures. And we'll look at that in just a minute. It says, I'll give you the, the keys to the kingdom. And whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven whatever you're loose. And so they are keys that will bind and loose anything that you bind, anything that you loose, it has to be done. So I can allow things. Things are going to come into my household by all kinds of different measures in houses, by the TV, by words out of our mouth. I'm trying to think of my own house. Just whatever. The devil just comes. The Bible says that he's subtle. And so he comes in just the manner of strife and division in a house. Well, you, don't, you have authority over that. Did you know that? The spirit of strife, the spirit of division. You know, even in a church, especially right now, the devil doesn't like what's going on because he sees that it's working and he sees that God's moving in the midst of this church Two years later, it's still working. It's still turning to our favor. I mean, all goodness and grace and mercy toward, I mean, you just name it. Every scripture is abounding. <laughs> and so he, he can see that. And so what his best tactic is to bring offense. And when you start seeing um, in the last few weeks, say the last month, just like every week, some, somebody Somebody's getting just offended at the preaching of the word or just this, just that. Just small little things in the scope of it all. They're just small. 
and just the devil brings strife. Why? To get division, to get you out of your place, to get you offended. What happens when somebody gets offended or gets upset? They take their money, they take their serving, and they just get out of town, you know, or go to the next church, or because they're upset, they're mad. Think of when you've been upset or mad. So it's just a spirit that comes, but it's not from God, it's from the enemy. Well, we (laughs) we can take up our keys of authority and say, oh, no, mm -mm. no, devil. So we go and we get scriptures, and we use the word to oppose the devil. But if we could just be real quiet and just say, you know what, man, it's just wild. And we can talk about it and talk about what's going on that the devil's doing. Because he really, actually the devil probably really likes that because then it makes it bigger and bigger and bigger. Or I can just answer it with the word and just attack it and use my keys of authority to come against it and say, no, this isn't working. And I'll let you know right now why. And you just, you take up your authority and you use it. If you just take it up and just let it sit there, but you have to use it. And the only way you use it is by your mouth. You speak to it and you answer it with the word of God. And the more, the more you know the word, the more skillful you can be in answering it. Does that make sense? If I need a healing in my body, then I'm going to learn, I'm going to go get the scriptures on healing and come against the devil. That thing that's opposing my body. I'm not going to let the devil know, well, you know, God loves me, which is all true. God's going to take care of me. That's true. <laughs> but it's the word that opposes the enemy and that causes him to have to back down or resist the devil and he'll flee. And so we use the word of God. God's given us the authority to use the word. And so then we'll go over. We got a little bit longer. Praise the Lord. So we're talking to the things that are coming against us and opposing us. Now we're going to go over to Luke chapter 4. And we'll see Jesus here being tempted as we're tempted. She said, Amen. Amen. <laughs> she does right. She was in prayer um, at 5.30 and pastor was ministering. She would clap at different times. I thought, isn't that precious? (laughs) Babies know. They they hear that word and they know. And they probably know these voices because they've been hearing them for nine months. (laughs) And then when they're out there, it's like that same voice. You know, so it's probably like, hey, (laughs) I think that is so cool (laughs) that um, even as a baby, we've all not been there are the same as these these kids that are around here now, <laughs> like Sandy's kids and just all these ones that have been here since they've been tiny or little, just little people, but even those that are newer. So when they were in the womb, they were coming and hearing the praise and worship, hearing your voices. <laughs> and then when they come out, hear a pastor's voice, 
that they know a pastor's voice before they even come out. Wow. That's a blessing. A great blessing. Luke chapter 4, verse 1. If I can get. <laughs> My pages are all sticking together tonight. It says, Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. Forty days is a long time. <laughs> and in those days he ate nothing. And afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. Well, I don't know if you haven't eaten for 40 days. I have not done that, and I, nor do I want to do that. <laughs> but I think 40 days. He must have been really hungry. And the devil said to him. So he's probably, because he was in the flesh, human like us, in that moment. And so if you go 40 days, no eating, and now it's, it's done, and you are starving. You're like, I just want to eat. <laughs> when pastor gets off of fast, fasting, he, then that day comes, and he'll be like, I just want to eat. <laughs> eat something good, not soup or salad <laughs> or light stuff. But you think that was in a, a low moment. You ever figured out or tuned in to when the devil comes the strongest at you? When you're feeling down, when you're exhausted, tired, been working a lot. And then those thoughts just like they bombard you. Or you'll find yourself just like way down there somewhere. It's in those moments that the devil will come the strongest to you, to oppose you, to get you out. Kind of to get you out of the way. But to get you to move from your position. I remember Kenneth Copeland saying that, that they, at times they'll be on the road for days and flying and, or weeks at a time, and then when he comes home, that he's exhausted and just, like you just want to veg out in front of the TV or just do nothing for days. And he said, but in that moment, I know is when I must get into the Word. That takes discipline. But it causes you to respect him even that much more because he understands that's when the devil comes to attack, is in those moments. So this is probably where Jesus is. But Jesus did good. <laughs> and so we keep on going, verse 3, And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. But Jesus answered him. Jesus answered him. He didn't just let him talk. Answered the devil. He said, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Devil didn't stop at that. Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. The devil said to him, All this authority I will give you, and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomever I wish. Now, we know that Jesus was about to have all the power and all the glory, not from the devil. And the devil said, all authority, therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. Jesus answered and said to him, so he answered him again, get behind me, Satan, 
For it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Still didn't stop. (laughs) Devil comes once, twice, three times, he just keeps on coming. And then he leaves you alone for a season, then he comes back. (laughs) Then he brought him to Jerusalem, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here. My pages all stick together. I need a page turner. Have my kids do this. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you. And in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered. He answered every single time. He answered the devil. He answered the temptation. He answered the opposing thought that comes against the knowledge of the word of God. That is key. If I can teach my kids anything, it is to know the voice of God, and they learn that through prayer, through a fellowshipping with him, but to know how to resist the devil. And the Bible says that he has to flee. He has to. So if I can teach my kids anything, I want to teach them to know how the devil comes, to know how to resist the thoughts, because they already have those thoughts just as kids. When they come home, they have a bad day, and it's way over here, and then it's over here, and then it's over here, and you feel like you're all over the place, especially like preteen girls. Their their thoughts are all over. You name it. Just things that have come against them throughout the day. Thoughts that are, the devil's trying to tell them, well, you don't amount to anything. Look at yourself. I mean, just terrible thoughts. And it comes out of their mouth. You think, no, don't, we don't talk like that. Mm -mm. You're a child of God. And that's, God would never say that about you. So we can teach our kids this very thing. But as adults, we must learn this. And we must get so skilled at it. All day long, I am talking and answering thoughts. The moment. I tell you, we're, this thing, this church and all this is much bigger than us. And so the thoughts will come like just, they're just like small little thoughts that come be like, oh, what if you all went down? What if you didn't have the money? What if, what if the loan don't go through? What if... It's just like a spur-of-the-moment thought that'll come, and you just, you know, I answer it. I'm like, oh, no, that's not going to happen, because this is why. Because God has told us exactly how it's going to pan out. And you may say, well, how do you know that? Because we prayed, and we know that God has told us. But we also have the Word of God to back up what God's told us. And so that God supplies our every need according to his riches by Christ Jesus. We are the head and not the tail. If God be for us, who can be against us? And so I'm rattling off scriptures. What well, I'm answering the thoughts that the devil's trying to give me to take me out or to take me down to start thinking that there's no way this is going to happen. There's no way. So I'm not looking at what's in front of me. I'm just looking to God. 
And so the devil always tries to oppose you and bring you to what's in front of you. So that's why we sing songs. Doesn't matter what I feel. Doesn't matter what it looks like. My hope will always be in him, in his word that's for me. So Jesus answered and said, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. And when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. Well, isn't that nice? (laughs) Can't we just be gone and done away with it? No, but, you know, that builds you. It builds strength in you, and it builds uh, character, but it builds uh, strong faith in you to believe God and that God will come through. And so you may hate going through it. Before we started this whole thing, like last year we're coming at the end of the year and we're coming into this year, and like I could just feel it within me like, oh, Lord, can we just hurry up and get through this one? (laughs) That's what I was saying (laughs) because that's how much I hate it. (laughs) Because, I mean, you can't say it's a lot of fun. It's just like you feel like you're in a battle, you know, I'm like, you know. So I'm just like, Lord, can we just hurry up and get this through? But you know, the one thing that God's told us in prayer, this will be easier than two years ago. Could you say that again, Lord? This will be easier than two years ago. I was like, huh. I was like, two years ago, that was what I would say. It, it was easy. It, it wasn't a struggle. Everything that we said, they were like, okay. I mean, it was just smoothly panned out to our favor, and then we were done, and we had a building. <laughs> so it was like you step back like, praise God. God said, this will be easier. Well, we've prayed it just like the other time. We prayed it ahead of time, and so we're walking it out, and we believe God. But we answer those things that come against us. And so now I'm just going to give you a couple of scriptures that are going to build your faith. Uh, this one is in Romans chapter 15, I believe. Romans 15, 4. So I'm going to read it out of the Amplified. Put my mic up to my mouth. So it says, For whatever was written in earlier times, was written for our instruction so that through endurance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope and overflow with confidence in his promises. Ooh, that's good news. I don't know if that's good news to you, but that is good news to me. The word of God. Confident, overflow with confidence. I want to overflow with confidence like David did against Goliath. The spirit of David that's in us to come up against the giant. This thing's bigger than us. It's like it's a a big giant. And little old David came up, and it was like something overtook him. When you go back and read that, I did the other night. It was like, like the spirit of faith was on the inside of him. The gift of faith that said, Who do you think you are to come against my God? I'll go against him. I thought he was just a little boy. I mean, he's like just a little bit bigger than my kid. (laughs) The spirit of faith that goes, it's like a lion to 
to overtake. Here's another one, then we're going to thank God. we got a few minutes here. Over in Deuteronomy chapter 31. This is a story when Joshua was becoming the new leader of Israel. Remember, they're coming over into the, the land that God promised them. Took them a while to get there, but they got there finally. Verse 6. So Deuteronomy 31, verse 6. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Then Moses called Joshua and said to him in the sight of all of Israel. So he's going to say it again. So this is what we're, we're, God's saying this to us. This is our land. Be strong and of good courage, for you must go with this people to the land which the Lord has sworn to their fathers and to give them, and you shall cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear and do not be dismayed, for God is with you. So we believe that God has gone before us, and even in your trials that come against you, you don't have to fear, be dismayed, for God is on your side. God is with you. You have the word of God. So the Bible says, if God is for me, who can be against me? Well, certainly the devil, he might try, but who can be against me? When God Almighty is with me, he is leading and guiding me, and he is for me. And so praise God. Let's just stand. We're just going to do it for a couple minutes. And we've been believing God for the word of God. The Bible says, that God supplies our every need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. God has told us that it's going to be easier this time than two years ago. He's also told us, don't get into fear. Don't worry about it. You just laugh. Just rejoice. And you're just going to, you'll find yourself just walking right to it. Like you'll find increase. That's how we saw it one time when we were praying over there on a Wednesday night. And he has given us a scripture, Isaiah 61, 7. Instead of your shame, your humiliation, instead of those, well, it'd be humiliation or shame if we lost this building, right? It was like, oh, he can't do it. That would be shame and humiliation. He said, instead of those, I got your back. He said, but what you will have is... <laughs> A double portion of prosperity in this land, right now, in this time, and everlasting joy. Woo, that's good news. So we're just going to take that to the bank, <laughs> and we're just going to shout the whole way there. <laughs> so glory to God. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, we worship you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that the money's here now. We thank you that it's happening now. A double portion, a double money, double increase, multiplying, multiplying, multiplying in this land. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Oh, for we have the victory. We've got the victory now. 
we have it. We have triumph. Oh, glory. Triumph is in the air. Triumph is in the air. Glory to God. And now just start just start jumping up and down or just start moving and woo, turn, you know, to, re, to rejoice means to leap, to shout, to dance, to spin around. And so if you've never spin around, just spin around. <laughs> and so when you do that, something happens in you. It's like glory to God, glory to God. You can do this in your house. So you just start thanking God for your household, for your kids. Something comes against you, you say, oh no, mm -mm. let me answer you right now. The thought comes, you say, oh no, let me answer you thought. And if you, yeah, if you don't know, just say, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord in my thoughts, in my kids. Your kids going out living like the devil, oh no. Jesus is Lord, and all my household shall be saved. Every one of them. But you, and your cats. <laughs> Not even going to go there, because we were talking about cats earlier. <laughs> but one thing I want you to do is to get happy and start rejoicing with us. Make it a point every day. God, I thank you for our building. I thank you, Lord, for the loan. I thank you that we are approved. I thank you for the money. Oh, I thank you that we're highly favored, that they can't stop, they can't do anything but say, here you go, whatever you need, we'll do. That the banks want us because they see, oh, yeah, they're a good one. So we thank God for favor, and we just thank God, and we get happy, and we laugh about it. Ha, ha, ha. We're just laughing at the devil because he thinks that it's not going to happen. And he keeps trying to show us it's not going to happen. And we keep saying, nope, here's proof. And so just do that. You may feel really stupid, but just do it anyway. And so that's corporately, we're standing in faith. And nothing can come against a corporate body of believers. Oh, it'll happen. And much more will because we came together. And then we'll, we have the victory, but oh boy, we'll be shouting the whole way there. And then we'll really shout when it's all done. <laughs> Praise God. Well, thank you for coming tonight. Be blessed. And we will see you Sunday morning. subscribe to this podcast and take a look at all of our social media sites which can be found at our website gvchurch.tv we know that today's message has been a blessing to you thanks for listening we are genesee valley church loving god loving people and loving life